As a training, training. Oh, I'm talking too much. That's the, that's the bell. <laughs> I'm being I'm bringing it on myself. <laughs> Coming up next on Rugby Wrap Up, Major League Talk with Ben Foden and Dylan Fawcett. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tours people, a balanced palate, nutrition for peak performance, and the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey everybody, Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis, the two-time USA Rugby Coach of the Year at the Fantasy Sports Network here in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And Stephen, we have a full house today. We have, you, indeed we do. Yeah, we have Mr. Ben Foden, Mr. Dylan Fawcett joining us of the Rugby United New York Uni. Very exciting to have you guys. Thanks for having us, Superstar. MOM this week. I'm going to be player of the week as well, aren't you? Let's play the whole. Well, that's a whole yeah, nother story, that, man. That's an off-the-camera ah, yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been struggling for a picks this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just keep scoring them tries, brother. <laughs> or you know what? Not only just scoring tries, but I'm watching the match. Steve and I were out of town. We were doing the Free Jacks match, but watching the match, and I'm noticing it. Like, I think it was the 311 mark. There's a pass back to teams in trouble. You don't find touch. Oh. Later, about the 76th minute, a certain forward who's got five tries on the season <laughs> is in his own end and on the run. It's a 40-meter kick into where nobody is, and it rolls well, into not, It's not his first row. Does that sound familiar? Every dog has his day, Matt. Every dog has his <laughs> yeah. day. I see his eyes light up when he goes to number eight, and they say we're going to do an eight, nine, fifteen. <laughs> he just wants to drill it to the corner. That's great, no, that, was, that was well done. And 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 I wanted to ask you, the wind—it's an open-ended baseball stadium on the ocean. Ah, how how how? Well, it's the only first, your second game there. Yeah, our first game though, we were like, oh, we'll play into the wind. Right. And we did real well. We came in one point up, and we're thinking, oh, that's a good two-score wind. Up down the second half, completely died. No wind at all. So. Obviously had to uh, abandon that. And you've been doing well with the wind. Yeah, no. Well, we've done well with the wind and against it. You know, it's all about tactics. And I think that's one thing that we've done quite well is manage the clock. Um, we talked about it over there uh, in that first half, saying let's just take the pace out of the game so we could then add the pace in the second half when the wind was at our backs, which didn't actually happen. But, uh, you know, that, the most important thing was winning that first game. So, uh, Absolutely. It was your MMO in that one, aren't you, as well? Yeah, I know, but, like, listen... All the games are like away for us at this stage, you know. Like MCU was new, it was new for everyone, so it was like another away game. So like I mean, we've been great, we've been we've been overcoming these obstacles, and adapting, you know. So it's been, it's been it's been fun, you know, but it's definitely testing. It's, it's nice not to travel six hours on a plane. No, yeah, it's, only, it's only two and a half hours to Coney Island yeah. from the Upper West. Yeah. 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 At least you're in the Uber, or, 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 you know, stay away from the subway. See that enough? I'll tell you what, though, this, if you just if you put your head down and take the subway, you don't have to deal with any of the traffic. You know it's going to be an hour and fifteen minutes on the subway. Oh yeah, superstar doesn't do this. I did the subway. Did the subway? I'm on the subway. Yeah. yeah. Well, you ended Superstar up. You ended up in Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking yeah. for County Island. So you found Queens. Yeah, yeah. I'm still getting used to it, but I yeah, still the, take the, the wrong. Yeah. Uh, which direction <laughs> is? Yeah, that's always a little tricky. Uh, but you're, you're six and one. Yeah. Right. You've had two games at home, and as you said, you guys are, you aren't even familiar with your home yet. But that's a pretty good start, and it's got to be a little bit of bonding on these road trips, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've definitely become a tight-knit group. You know, we're a great bunch of lads. We're very lucky. 
very lucky to have the lads that we have, you know. And uh, it, again, like I've said, we've adapted and overcome. Like, we, it has made us closer, but like, it's never going to be that easy. You know, everybody's in the same boat. You know, it's it's a different hotel, different airport. You know, a different seat every time. So like, you're just getting together and doing your best to get the results. And look at you, like we're getting them at the moment. Dylan, you've had a long and storied career in American rugby. Actually, obviously from Ireland. If anyone couldn't tell that. Um, why don't you talk us through that, how you got here, um, how you got to America, then how you got to New York and where you are now, just a little bit on that voyage. Oh, I, was, I, was, uh, I was approached uh, with the possibility to get my master's at Life University. You know, uh, Colton Carriago was over working with me. Obviously, I'm very good friends with Alan McGinty. We were in school together, played schools cup together. And his father said that the opportunity is there because they like to send people over to Blackrock College to work in the boarding school to learn how we coach over there and, and to be able to bring it back and get back to American rugby. So there was an opportunity for me to get it, and I was thinking about okay, like I'm not gonna have rugby forever, so give myself the opportunity to have something to fall back on in case anything happens. You got a masters? No, I have a masters, yeah. What? Not just a pretty face. Yeah, they just give them away. Surely. Exercise <laughs> <laughs> science, kinesiology, actually. I'll have you know. But uh, yeah, no. So I got that there, and I did. Uh, I did a lot of the coaching. Uh, I coached the collegiates, uh, men and women, and uh, the Atlanta Harlequins down there. So it was. It was. Uh, it was a great experience, and then played the men's team as well. So. Was, uh, it was fantastic. Then you came to the Big Apple to play for New York Old Blue. He's got, he's got, it's all working back to Old Blue, Ben, and you're sitting in the uh, New York yeah. Listen, I, I'm in a, between a rock and a hard place yeah. with Old Blue and Ayak. You are indeed. You, are indeed. you made your debut soon. We'll, we'll sort it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but that was an integral part of, uh, I think, your education. You worked with Marty Veal, right? Yeah, I did. I mean, Marty, Marty came, in, came down and did a, a camp during the summer, you know, and I got to know him. And uh, he he sold me on the whole Big Apple experience for sure. Like, you know, what's not to love? You know, they they they've written books, made movies, sing songs about the city. So, you know, it was a it was really a hard sell. At the end of the day, so <laughs> it was great you now to get the opportunity. And like, you know, Mar uh, Marty Veal and Brian Murphy have been fantastic. But the path also includes both iterations of professional rugby in the United States. Yeah, so rugby USA, which he was the director of rugby of. And with the Ohio Aviators, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then you come join Rooney for the exhibition season, but then you're released to go play for Glendale in the regular season, and then you come back to Rooney. Yeah. So was there any question about coming back to Rooney for you? Yeah, there was. You know, there definitely was. I mean, I, I, I had an amazing experience at Glendale Raptors. You know, I made some fantastic mates. And, and to be honest, it, it's it's a their facilities, everything there about Glendale is fantastic. Like, you're just walking across the road and you're at training. You know what I mean? Where compared to, like, you're hopping on two-hour commutes here and back now. And I always say to anybody that wants to come to New York, it's not for the faint-hearted. You know, it's not an easy route. But, like, you'll you'll work very hard for it, but you'll get 10 times back for what you put into it. So, I mean, obviously, and then I was coming back to marry my wife. So, it was, uh, there was no Good way I was, get, I was getting, away, getting away with that. So, uh, we had it. That was fantastic. And then we, we both decided that New York was the place for us. And obviously you heard that I signed. And yeah. So that was the, n the nail in the coffin. You knew he was coming back. So yeah. the event signed. Well, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to play exactly, with such a superstar. Mate, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so you, uh, 34 caps with England? Yep, 34, yeah. Was your favourite moment scoring the try against France? Was that your first try with England? Um, what was your favourite moment? Yeah, I think we lost in, that in, game. We lost that game, though, so it wasn't a great... But it was like a change of the guard. Oh, who remembers that? Yeah, and, and literally it was all a big whether they should give the young bucks a go. So me and Ashley were the starting wing and fullback and we've been playing well for Northampton. And then 
uh, they decided to make some changes because I think the competition had already gone. We'd lost a few games or drawn a game against Scotland or something. So they said they're going to go the boys in the deep end and see how we flew. And mm. uh, we did quite well. And I scored within like three minutes of the game. So it was a good start. So good over, in, over in England, what was your favourite moment playing rugby? In England? Yeah. Um, weirdly, I always say that um, playing in the Heineken Cup for Northampton against Leinster, even though we lost, uh, it was like one of those big dramatic games. We were 22-3 20, and then they nicked it from us. But the reason why I love that game so much is no one thought we'd win or no one thought we'd make a competition of it. And we went undefeated through the whole competition. And everyone was saying we got the easy road, but there is no easy road yeah. to get into a Heineken Cup final. Uh, and we nearly nicked the trophy out the back door. We sort of ran out of... St- the great thing about that team is every week the same 15 players were named to play. I could reel them off now just, right. just from memory. And um, for us to stick it out, because the premiership's so long and hard anyway. It's a, yeah. you know, a long, a long season. And then to add all the Heineken Cup and the international rugby. And we had no sort of superstars either. We were all sort of finding our feet and, and growing together as a team and as players. So Samu Manoa on that squad? Uh, he wasn't. No, oh, it was before him. Before that. Before him. It was the likes of um, Callum Clark had just come into the squad and... Uh, Tom Woods, the Tongawea, uh, Tongawea. Who's the other side of him? Majati. Yeah, we had we had a yeah we had a good group of boys, and we all used to have a beer with each other after the game, enjoy each other's company. We we're all quite young as well, so we, none of us were married. None of us had those sort of commitments, oh, no. so we could sort of commit to each other yeah. in sort of having a good time. And they were my favorite. That was my favorite season, I think. Even though we didn't win any silverware, we sort of failed. What was your favorite season to? Up until now, because I know that you're oh, yeah, say, obviously. This is, come on, this is... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This right, is New York City, Nueva York. Chasing more silverware, you see. Yeah. Well, I want to go out on a high, because I'm getting old, you know. I'm not as fresh as Butch over there. He's got a few more seasons to go. International honours and all that, World Cups. You've one or two more grey hairs. <laughs> In the beard as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need to bust out the just for men, eh? Salt and pepper. <laughs> I'd kill to have that problem. So <laughs> how did you get here? Guys, hold that thought for one second. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with Dylan Fawcett, Ben Foden, and Steve Lewis right after this. GSFF only happens once a year, so purchase your tickets today. For more information, visit www.gsff.org or download our app. Visit GSFF. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back with Mr. Dylan Fawcett, Mr. Ben Foden, Mr. Steve Lewis. How did you get here? How did you end up? In- um, so it was, I was in the point in my career where I was trying to figure out what to do next, really. And there was opportunities to move clubs, but I didn't really want to play in the Premiership again because I'd had so much time and success with Northampton. I didn't want to sort of taint that by moving to another English club. So the options were to go abroad. Uh, so France was an option, but... <laughs> I don't really like France. So um, so I just thought I'd try something completely different and spoke to Alex Corbazero, who is a massive you know, fan of the rugby over here. He really, should be playing. Yeah. Well, when, when, I, when I signed, I know that Kennedy was really keen on trying to get him to yeah. play. But uh, I think that he's sort of like gone into cushy mode. He's, yeah. he's sort of got it laid out. And, uh, well, he, you know, he has different gym pictures up and everything. Well, else. yeah, but Come he's on. like in Miami at the weekend. He's yeah. in San Diego yeah. during the week. And so he's got a bit of a cushy job at the little moment. Life so he's thinking, going. shall I trade it all in to get his head kicked in on a Sunday right. again? Right. Uh, especially in the front row as well. It's not like it can be a prima donna like me at the back chilling out yeah, with yeah. his hands on his hips. So, Dylan, talking about the front row, your pack has been the difference. You're front and center in that, obviously, at Hooker. You guys have definitely a synergy going on. 
guys are all picking it up. You're losing guys in the back line with injury, and you're 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 the stabilizing force at fullback now. But it's it's you guys that are really setting the tone here. Is brain as hard as it looks? You train? I would do. You know, it, uh, I always say that our scrum sessions are definitely tougher than the games. You know, we've got a great, a good depth there, especially in the front row. So, I mean. Uh, He's lensing pushes us hard, you know, he's a good task master. You know, we, it is competitive, you know, the line-out sessions are competitive. It really, I think the, a few of us, you know, there's a, there's a few guys there that have a point to prove. They really want to, like, okay, they've, they've been knocked down a few times in their in the past and they want to show everybody what they're really made of. So, like, there's a few guys with a chip on their shoulder, you know, and then adding to the tough conditions that we have to play, we play on and we endure that, you know, in this tough weather, you know. I mean, Randall's Island at night? Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> Again, it's not for the faint-hearted, so... You know, it's, it not it's the M35 bus you got to worry about. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I actually don't get the bus. I, I get off at 96 and I walk across the bridge. Footbridge. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather walk the 40 minutes now than get the bus. Come take a ride with Rooney. Come on. We really don't have to worry about any unsavory characters on that footbridge going over there. But in <laughs> 20 years ago, brother, that was a whole different animal. Still better than that bus. <laughs> not, not elite athlete experience, let me tell you, or elite coach experience. That's great. experience. Uh, but you know, and and getting back to the wind, the lineouts. You know, you know, you, I'm breaking your chops about the kick because mm-hmm. the, the wind is incredible, right? And yeah. the same for you. I mean, you're you're deadly accurate on lineout throws, and you know, There's people no at home are seeing, oh, well, there it goes, and I'm like, well, that's got to be the wind. It's got to affect the throws. I was, you know. It both to it, you know. I, I missed two lines early on in the uh, game, and I was pretty, man. to be honest, like, but uh, you know, that's definitely on me. But like, there is the wind is different, the swirls there, you know. And uh, but again, the more games we get to play on that on that on that pitch, you know, the, the more we're going to get used to it, and we'll be able to learn these tendencies, and it'll really become a fortress for us. He's been humble there. It's actually on me because I said to Dills before. The, or the game, I said, oh, there's a bit of a wind. And he said, don't say that, because it'll get in my head, and then I won't be able to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're quite fortunate, because, uh, you know, in your pack, you've got Nate Brakely. You know, yeah. He's a pretty good line-out operator. He's, he's a fantastic line-out operator. Man of the match awards, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Are you crediting a, a, a New York Athletic Club guy? Of course. Holy We're all in this together now. <laughs> united. Well, is, yeah, we are united, you see. United, united the empire. Yeah, but back to the point, Nate is a good line-out operator, right? He's got a couple of those man of the match awards. And well deserved. He's yeah. been fantastic. You know, he's been really there at the forefront. He's a great man. <laughs> he is. No, the, 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 listen, I enjoy I enjoy driving more. Not as much as this man because he's got like five tries now. I think he's our leading try scorer off the back of it. But <laughs> it is the rock of our game yeah. at the moment. Um, putting ourselves in those positions and just we know when it comes to it, especially in the in our first home game when you know we were playing with a minute left. Yeah, you know that's what we go to. Yeah, and and you know deals with you the guys starts. certainly saved you saved it for that that last uh, drive oh, there. Well, that's what we like. We just keep fannies yeah. in the seats, right? Exactly. We yeah, write we the script. It's all, all all scripted. We could have won it by 40, 50 points, we but to. we just wanted to keep everyone there. Yeah. I think I think on the back of that there, I think we struggled to get bonus points. You know, it's probably really the reason why we're not at the top of the table right now because we didn't get the bonus points at the start. The first three games really affected us there, so. We decided, okay, we, we put a big emphasis on trying to get this mall going and our set piece, like our scrum our scrum time. So we're backing ourselves, so either go for a scrum or go for the corner instead of taking the points now. We know that bonus points are so crucial now when it comes to playoffs. Most annoying teammate? In the, oh gosh, New, New oh, York. Parry. 
By by a mile. <laughs> by a mile. Really? By a mile. He he warmed up in shades the first game we played in San Diego. I run out and see this guy wearing his sunglasses warming up listening oh, to music. I was like, this guy's a different level. <laughs> I thought, is no one going to say anything to this guy? And just left him to it. He did his own thing. So he is different level. <laughs> yeah. no, no comment. You, most annoying teammate. Same. Luke Hume. Yeah, but absolutely. <laughs> no, no, Luke Hume. Most difficult opponent this year. Uh, Hanko Hermesides. He's formidable. He's a fine player. Like I mean, his his leg drive is amazing, and you know he'll make something happen. He's that. He's he's definitely got that uh, quality X factor. You know. So you met Hanko uh, up front and center or the last <laughs> couple of minutes of that game, <laughs> the charging the rhino right. at you. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Listen, I'd rather one of those than the fifteen who did me and left me for dust. So I'd rather I was a, bring I, that one up. Yeah, I'd rather a, I'd rather a rhino because at least I know what he's going to try and do, and I just got to get in the spokes. It's just not being brave, <laughs> isn't it? Really, dusted, with a big but, guy get like dusted, that. Dusted, but what was it Takeo Simpson? Right? Yeah, yeah, he dusted that me. One, yeah, there were more than I was one person really annoyed that by him well. in that play, though. Yeah, right. But the, you get you get props for taking that that head-on collision with that freight train coming at you. You see, the missing the fifteen drives me more mad. One because he's my opposite number. Yeah. Two, that is like what I pride myself on, open field yeah. tackling. And I planted my feet, which I never do. I normally try and stay alive, especially when there's like 40 meters to the line. Yeah, yeah. And try and back my pace to sort of run him down. But yeah. I just made a schoolboy error, planted my feet. He yeah. did a good left foot step and off he goes. A couple of uh, opponents that have impressed you that you didn't know this season? To be, to be fair, like I didn't really know what to expect from the league. Um, and I've been impressed with all teams. They've all got... You know, game breakers, which is awesome uh, because I think that so many teams, especially in the Premiership, just value their defence and you get guys who just do things ordinary and can get away with it. Whereas in this league, there are guys who can do something out of nothing. And there's guys in our team that can do it, like Connor Wallace-Sims, like Yumi, uh, you know, and I, and I love that in rugby because that's what rugby's all yeah. about for me, uh, being able to score tries from anywhere in the field. And we scored a beauty at the weekend. Oh, that great, um, great, great play with um, uh, yeah. that tree's behind the look. Behind uh, yeah, the and, 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 Hume, and then the Hume. thing is, Mark O'Keefe said, oh, let's not do this because it's risky. And then he's the guy who ends up scoring ends up in the scoring corner. And I'm just like, that's just, that's just no justice in, in the game at all. Absolutely, okay, boy. <laughs> Champagne <laughs> rugby, as they say. Oh. Right? Uh, who's easier to understand, Dylan or Keith? Uh... Or Kennedy. Ooh, ooh, I'd listen, Kennedy. I've hung around with Irish people for a lot, you know, so they've been a big part of my life. So the Irish boys are pretty lucky that I'm pretty fluent in the old... Well, the no, old but wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, chat. I'm looking at the team lineup in the beginning of the match, and they have the flags from the countries. And the only Irish guy in that pack is Rochford. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We get Mark O'Keefe. Let's get rid of him. Oh, the pack, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, just, you know. But there are a few brogues yeah. in the pack, other than Rochford. Do you know how you know who's proper American? Whoever sings the national anthem. You see, I sit there quietly and I just listen to see who's like mumbling it or mouthing it. You know, yeah, respectfully, of course. But uh, yeah, then you can hear the. All right, so now we're going to point out that <laughs> you're not sings singing it. the anthem I from now on. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, get it close. Just <laughs> Look to at see Foden not singing. He's mouthing. taking our money and not singing the anthem, folks. <laughs> this guy right here. He'll be, he'll be doing it the next time. I guarantee you that. He'll be doing it this weekend in Austin. We'll be having a class later on. Okay, here, cool. Uh, but we're running like out of time, unfortunately, on this segment. And I got a couple of questions from the clubhouse, guys, for you two. Okay. From your, your teammates. Oh. Okay, so. Uh, first up, and we're going to call these questions from sources unknown because they don't want to be, they want to be guess. Should we guess who they're from? You can, you can. <laughs> uh, Dylan, why do you call Gary Gold, the head coach of Team USA, dad? Dad. 
<laughs> See, it's my daddy. <laughs> He's the boss man. <laughs> Whatever daddy says, daddy, daddy, I'll do. <laughs> He's also a hooker, yeah. Right, so there's that synergy. Right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, right. yeah. Okay, that was one. Um, why do you have the diet of a 12-year-old at, at a birthday party, and what's with you and Twinkies? So I've only just come accustomed to Twinkies. They've literally <laughs> only come into my life like in the last two or three weeks. It's um, America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, I see them on all the TV programs and, you know, it's, it's what, what great countries are built on. <laughs> Good <Exactly>. snacks. <laughs> uh, so it's culture. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I love it as well. Who doesn't like Twinkies? Like, Income culture. Cream good. Cake Couldn't. good. <laughs> Couldn't. <laughs> I do have an awful diet. It's notorious, though. I've yeah. never had a good diet. Imagine the athlete I would have been if I did have, like, a really good diet. That's great. What's the fortress? Fortress. Yeah, you have a fortress? I do. What is to explain that? Fortress is up here, Matt. Oh. You know what I mean, oh. very hard to break down that fortress. When you get in there now, it goes the mush. But <laughs> <laughs> like if you say before the game, it's windy. Exactly. Don't say that. crack that fortress. I'm just... Oh, and my follow-up, because I thought it was going to be about your apartment. What's the thing about you will not walk around your apartment unless you have shoes on? I'm not very comfortable walking around barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never do it. I have the, the shoes by the bed. Beach? Uh, no, no, I, I really don't like the sand. On my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit odd, but uh, yeah, no, I don't. I have my runners beside the bed there waiting for me when I get out. Do you All have right. like indoor shoes? I mean, indoor shoes, yeah, yeah. Oh, indoor, well, they're indoor shoes. Okay, yeah, that, that yeah, makes we're sense. We're going to have Rooney indoor shoes, new merchandising, uh, the next match. Nice, yeah, yeah okay. That'll be Is like. that going to work in Japan? I'll, I'll mm. make the World Cup squad which you will I'll, I'll adapt then because that'll say so and I'll adapt because <laughs> that'll say <laughs> so impossible <laughs> not impossible Eddie says take your shoes off when you're in a shrine you've got to take your shoes off absolutely <laughs> did Mike Petrie raise his hand to be noticed for Team USA in a fourth World Cup because Sean Davies is the starting fly half uh, scrum half for Glendale and Petrie had a great game 70 minutes oh, he's doing fantastic oh, Petrie's doing really well out of the equation am I out of my mind Reckon? I don't know. Who do you think will be in a final? We'll be in the well, final. Okay, let's let's without <laughs> yeah, you got to we'll take you guys out of the equation. But the other teams that'll be in the playoffs and then the final. From what I've experienced so far, um, I reckon that Toronto make a late run for it. Um, Seattle are obviously the only ones who we've come and stuck against, so they've got to be up there. But we'll definitely be in the final. Pretty confident. Well, who would you say? Where, where are San Diego and Glendale in this? And NOLA? Well, I think San Diego, San Diego, Glendale, I think might struggle. But like, I think I'd like to, I'd like to, us to finish top, Glendale to finish fourth, me, Glendale in the semifinal. You know, but I think, I think Seattle and Toronto are going to make a good run as well. All right, so, uh, Ben, as a bald guy, the <laughs> uh, hair getting the eyes, how many times has, has it impacted matches this year? Not at all so far. Uh, no, honestly, I, I might tie it back if it gets a little bit longer because it could. You know, I'm literally tempting oh, fate you, by just keeping you it. This son long. of a, you dirty name, yeah. rub it in. I, could, I went scruffy today. Scruffy, yeah, but I can't do it. I'm real else. scruffy at the moment. Uh, and this is a segue into our bald guy's hero of the week with Michael Basca of New Orleans, who scored that dramatic try number 22. Did you see his haircut? Yes. It's beautiful. The long oh. mullet with the shaved head on the sides. Oh, nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, he's gone back in time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the NOLA guys, you got to give them, if they don't win the championship, they've won the championship in haircuts and hairstyles and facial Well, hair. we've heard about this because they're, they, they're dick of the week. They have to dye their hair. They're what? Dick, 
Dick of the week. <laughs> dick of the day. Dick of the week. Dick yep. of the game. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Whatever it is. You're right. <laughs> There's a famous New Orleans jazz singer named Dick. Uh, who had funny hair, and that's what they're. It's a t- yeah, right. Exactly. Steve, you Seattle, can, Seattle, Seattle yeah. are doing the same thing, aren't they? Are they? They're doing their hair as well. Nola, yeah. con- Nola culture. Yeah. All right, but on that <laughs> note, he uh, said Nola. Yeah, Nola, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's segue out of that <laughs> out of the show with that one, Mr. Ben Foden, Mr. Steve Lewis, and Mr. Dylan Fawcett. Thank you, gentlemen. On their behalf, I'm Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan for Rugby Wrap Up. Signing off. <laughs>